Safer Chemicals Podcast. Sound science on harmful chemicals. Brought to you by the European Chemicals Agency. Welcome to the Safer Chemicals Podcast. Lead has been used in ammunition for hunting and sports shooting, as well as in fishing tackle, for centuries. It is estimated that each year around 100,000 tons of lead is dispersed into the EU environment from these uses. The European Chemicals Agency has looked into the possible risks to wildlife, livestock, the environment and our health. It concluded that there are risks that are not adequately controlled and need to be addressed at EU level. Dr. Ruth Cromie from the Wildfowl and Wetlands Trust joined us in Helsinki for an event organized by ECHA where stakeholders were invited to share their views on the restriction of lead ammunition in hunting. WWT is a UK-based conservation charity that protects wetlands for wildlife and for people. Ruth manages their ecosystem health unit. They carry out a variety of different activities, such as surveillance for priority wetland diseases, including avian influenza and lead poisoning. They also do advocacy work to try and persuade shooters to use non-toxic ammunition. ECHA has uh, been requested by the European Commission to start gathering information for a restriction proposal on all lead ammunition and lead fishing weights across the EU. And the reason that they've been asked to do this is because we are really aware of the risks that the release of lead ammunition and fishing weights into the environment is having on wildlife, also on domestic animals and on people as well. If you understand something about the toxicity of lead, and most people do, I think people would be absolutely astonished at the quantities of lead ammunition that are released into the environment in Europe year on year and we're talking tens of thousands of tonnes and once it's out in the environment uh, it may contaminate soils and plants but it is um, particularly uh, species like birds which are very susceptible to eating the particulate lead that's led, uh, left in the environment or eating the lead when it is shot into animals and it's then consumed by birds of prey or by vultures, for example. Lead, once it's in wildlife, causes very high levels of mortality, but also sickness. So it affects their immune systems, their behaviour and their reproductive ability. So it's a very powerful toxin that both affects births and deaths. So not surprisingly, we see population level effects for some of those species. What about then the effects on us? Because I, I assume that once the, the meat has been uh, put on the table, we actually eat the lead as well. So what kind of potential effects does it have on our health? Well, there were some authors recently who said uh, supersonic injection of toxin leaching frangible projectiles into food is intuitively bad. And I thought, well, I've got to you know, agree with that sentiment, but, but it's more than that. There is this growing body of evidence that really supports that. And it's not so surprising when you think if you are firing lead into game meat, which you're then eating, so um, you may well push the small pieces of lead to one size, but you are being exposed to small shards of lead throughout the food. And we know that that is particularly dangerous for um, the developing nervous system and brain. So when you think about children being fed this, and particularly the children in hunters' families, then we can see a range of negative inf uh, impacts. That's about the hunting side of things. What about then sports shooting? Why are there issues with that? I mean, I assume that ideally when, when people are practicing for sports shooting, those 
lead pellets are then gathered away. Um, is, what's the issue concerning that? Even in sports shooting, so for example at clay pigeon shoots, um, what we see is an enormous amount of lead shot is, is left in those environments and there may be leaching of the lead into the soil and in water runoff. Um, but also those pieces of lead are still available to wildlife who may then eat it. I mean, I know from personal experience seeing dead birds on the post-mortem table, sometimes with hundreds of pieces of shot, and trying to understand where birds are picking up hundreds of pieces of shot, um, the suggestion is probably that it is in areas with very high levels of shooting, like you might get then at clay pigeon grounds. What are, what are the alternatives? What's the safe way of, of hunting and, and sport shooting? We've been using lead for, for centuries and I think we've only started really understanding the magnitude of the risks in recent decades and that has prompted then the ammunition manufacturers to start developing non-toxic alternatives and maybe the steel shot which was developed 25 years ago, maybe it wasn't great, but the the increase in risks has driven this research and development and now we see really good alternatives um, for whether that's for bullets or for shot for all sorts of different shooting types. Credit to the ammunition industry then for, um, for developing these things but they really need guaranteed markets. We need a restriction proposal with a guarantee for them so that they know that they can develop these non-toxics and that the hunting community then will have something which will serve every type of shooting that they do. Going then, maybe leading on then to the impact of this, so if, if these alternatives were to be brought to the market, what kind of costs and impacts do, we, do you foresee for industry then? So in terms of cost, the, the literal cost of steel cartridges is very similar to uh, lead shot, so that's comparable and that's the most typically used alternative. Um, copper bullets are more expensive, but you use fewer than you do for um, shot. We talk a lot about the impact to the hunters of having to change to alternatives, but we need to understand the impact in economic terms, if you want, uh, for the loss of that biodiversity. We spend so much money on conservation programs, particularly of large birds of prey and vultures in Europe, and these are being undermined by the use of lead ammunition. And then if you look at the economic cost of even reductions in IQ and what impact that has at a societal level, I think removing lead far outweigh the economic costs of replacing it. Is there anything else you'd like to highlight about this topic? I think the good thing about this restriction proposal is it is going to bring about, hopefully, a non-toxic future. And what we see in that are real benefits for all. So we see likely increases in wildlife numbers, we see no risks then to domestic animals from lead, and we see real benefits for the hunting community. They can start selling their game meat into wider markets and we can be eating that knowing that it's not full of lead. This echo process for me is absolutely the right way to go. Very often when we're talking about lead poisoning, we move very quickly from the evidence and the science and we get into the politics of it. This ECHA process really brings together all of the evidence, the stakeholders are involved at various levels and getting together you know, some of the EU's best risk assessors and best risk managers will really ensure that any restriction proposal is, is robust and sound and fair. Thank you for tuning in. You can find more episodes at echa.europa.eu forward slash podcasts.